Welcome to Connex, a global leadership platform for construction executives. Uh, today, I have Jose Gutierrez. Did I say it right? That's correct, Jose okay. Gutierrez. And uh, you know, he's going to tell me. He's going to tell us a little bit about, you know, himself and kind of his history, how he got where he is, and kind of a little bit about his company. So rather than me, me uh, tell you tell you things that I've looked up, I thought he'd be able to tell you himself. So tell us about yourself and your company, Jose. Well, first off, I would say uh, um, we'll talk about my uh, myself real quick. Uh, my name is Jose Gutierrez. I basically um, I joined the military uh, coming out of the coming out of high school uh, in 1993, uh, and from there I went off in a um, long road or kind of a short road, but uh, ended up becoming a Navy SEAL. Um, spent uh, graduated SEAL training in 1998. Uh, and um, um, went off to SEAL Team 1. Uh, after SEAL Team 1, I went off to uh, DevBrew uh, out here in Virginia. Um, in 2004, I was injured in Afghanistan, and uh, um, it was pretty, it kind of changed my career, so I had to figure out what to do next. In 2009, I um, was medically retired, uh, officially in 2010. Um, and then at that point, I had to figure out what to do, so I went to school, went back to school, um, got a degree in psychology, which doesn't really apply. Actually, it really does apply to construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So then after that, uh, uh, trying to figure out what I was going to do past that, um, uh, I knew I was going to get into government contracting at some point, some way, form or fashion, whether it be doing my old seal stuff or 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 you know some other direction. Uh, I happened to be talking to a lady who was helping me write contracts for uh, a few things, and um, her cousin basically was in government construction, and she, she introduced me to him. And um, I've always loved construction. I've never done it, really, other mm-hmm. than demolition, you know, uh, blowing some things up. But um, um, so I said, yeah, sure, let's, let's take a look at this. And, um, you know... From that point, I started kind of going in that direction. I um, uh, made myself a business plan. I um, started talking and, uh, uh, you know, semi-interviewing, you know, different people around the area about, you know, what's the right, what are the right steps. So bottom line is that uh, I went in that direction. Um, and, and if anybody knows me, they know that I don't take, I don't do small steps. If I'm going to go in a direction, then I, I go full speed. So anyway, and talking to, uh, to, to my, to the first guy, he, he made it sound so easy. He's like, well, in order to go this direction, you have to go get a class A license. Uh, and he said it so nonchalantly that I was like, all right, sounds like it's pretty easy. Well, it turned out not to be so easy, but uh, I got it done in about three about three months. I, I took a class, um, applied for it, uh, got it, um, came back, and I'm like, great, I'm a Class A contractor. Now what? So it, we ended up bidding a few, uh, bidding a job together, and uh, I got kind of a uh, kind of a quick introduction to it. Uh, that one didn't pan out, but I ended up meeting another guy by the name of Chris Suber, who owned, who owned a company called uh, CDSI, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he basically was my first mentor, and uh, he brought me in and uh, made me a superintendent with him, and um, I started to learn the ins and outs of government construction, and within 
I think four months later, I was bidding and estimating, estimating my own work, and I started to win it. And um, yeah, I, 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 when, when you talk about um, uh, a true entrepreneur, I, I would say that I would classify myself as a true entrepreneur. I just basically said, where can I find a, a spot in the market where I, where I can get a little piece of the market? And uh, turns out, um, you know, I, I gambled right. So um, it's a little well, bit of history about how MIG Gov started. And, uh, well, first of all, I want to thank you for your service. I, I'm also a Navy veteran. I wasn't uh, as uh, awesome as you. I was a CB, not a SEAL. So, <laughs> so, so we, uh, we, oh. I didn't get as much chance to blow stuff up like you did. Yeah. So, um, no worries, brother. I appreciate so, it. So, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, that's a, what's the name of your company exactly? So the uh, name of the company is MIG Gov. Um, I, I don't, this is my first podcast. So, uh, and, and, and I don't tell too many people, but the, um, the acronym MIG stands for miracle in God. Mm -hmm. Um, I was shot through the heart in Afghanistan in, uh, 2004. So, wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Well, it sounds like we got a lot of common there. So, cause that's kind of how I built my company around. Um, so, uh, um, what is your core focus, your business? Is it federal contracts? It is a specific skill set. What is it exactly? Uh, it's federal contracting, but, uh, the skill set is construction management, right? Mm -hmm. So we, uh, it's basically what we do is construction management. And, uh, um, you know, I know you, you listed out some significant events that, ha you know, that occurred in your life. But if you had to list a significant event that kind of shaped the model that you have today, the business model, what would you say that was? Uh, so I think the most significant event uh, to shape that would have to be my uh, uh the path leading to Chris Suber, uh, my first mentor, um, and the reason why I say that is because his company has run very well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I couldn't have picked a better guy. You know, a, a lot of times uh, um, I, I would always ask people questions about how they started their company and what they did. And I didn't always want to hear the, the you know, the, 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 the good stuff. I wanted to hear the bad stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, they kind of got shocked when I would say, well, tell me, tell me where you went wrong. You know, tell me the mistakes you made. So. Chris Suber, meeting Chris Suber was was very positive. Uh, it was at a key point. I was very, very, uh, uh, very, very broke. Um, I was just starting, and um, and just to see uh, how well his company was running and and his and and, and his guidance really kind of led me to where I am. Now I don't I don't have any formal business training. I really don't. I mean I, I think if you came into my office and met my staff. Uh, you would find out that I, I run things kind of non-conventional. I, I don't, you know, when you talk about executives, we don't wear suits and ties around here. I never will. Um, I run it a lot like uh, we did in the SEAL teams, you know, a lot of accountability, a lot of, um, you know, care and trust and that kind of stuff. So wait, and that kind of leads into my next question, and I think a lot of people would be interested in this. Um, I mean, it's not every day you meet somebody who has gone through an experience like you have, um, multiple different experiences, a Navy SEAL, you know, what you had described uh, that kind of ended your career, and then coming to the construction industry. So what do you think in your past um, 
has really prepared you to do what you do today? Uh, things that led to that in the past. I think uh, uh, I can honestly say that even if I had not become a Navy SEAL, but I think that I'd have the same determination that I do. I think that's it's something that's innate in people. It's ingrained. Uh, you get it from, uh, from from your childhood, I think. But I would say that um, having the uh, the you know the SEAL training in my background, the never quit, never fail, never never give up attitude uh, from from SEAL training and being a SEAL and and, and diversity of that um, has definitely helped out a lot. I mean, uh, today we you know take on a lot of projects, but we um, we, we 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 basically we the stress of it doesn't really get to me as much as I think it would get to other people. Because mm-hmm. it's relative. Yeah, it's relative. I, I kind of, um, I, I let things kind of roll off my back a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a lot of stress. I mean, uh, when you pick up a whole ton of work at the end of the year and um, uh, you're really set up to do half that amount of work, but you figure out a way to do it, and you mm-hmm. do it very well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that that's, I think that stress would probably uh, uh, really drag down a lot of people, but uh, we we tend to weather it very well. And um, because of my past, I think uh, you know dealing with a lot of the stress that 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 comes along with being what we would call an executive or the owner of a company. Um, yeah, I think uh, being a former Navy SEAL definitely helps that out. Well, you know, you bring up a very good point about uh, you know my my son you know, has my sons, both my sons have worked in the company. And one of my sons said, he's kind of an introverted person and I'm obviously not. And anybody knows me, will tell you that. But he, uh, he said, you know, I'm not the same kind of guy you are. So I'm not sure I could, you know, run the company someday or whatever. And I just simply said, you know what? Everybody has a way to lead a little different. You know, the way I lead is not necessarily the right way. It's just my way. You know, and uh, um, it's it's uh, it's just interesting here to hear you say that because uh, I consider my company a non-conventional company also. Um, so uh, how how have you guys done with uh, this whole COVID thing? Has it affected you guys much? So now we've been very fortunate. Um, Virginia, I, I, where are you out of? We're in Kentucky. Oh, OK, you're in Kentucky. So. So uh, in Virginia, um, it must have been around March, I believe it was, um, they came out with the whole, you know, the restrictions. The governor came out with a a bunch of, you know, mandatory this, mandatory that, and uh, basically stay at home. The same, about an hour later, our local admiral basically sent out an email to all his contractors and said, you guys are essential personnel and you are to continue to do construction. So. We have been very fortunate uh, because we have not slowed down for a half a second. Uh, my staff has never spent one day at home unless it's part of our regular routine, which we can talk about in a little bit. But um, every day they've been coming in since the very beginning. So COVID has not affected us at all. Well, I, I, I'll say that only in so much as us operating the company. Um, as far as material prices, labor, and that's a different story. So. Um, some, some of my subcontractors, not a whole lot, um, been, you know, kind of hampered a little bit with, uh, lower, lower wage pay, pay type personnel, not making it to work and, and, um, finding it a little bit easier to, uh, pull on, uh, um, 
unemployment. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's common issue uh, talking to talking to people. So, so kind of tell me about the future of your company. What what do you what's your plans? I mean, you're obviously it sounds like you're me and you are very similar in age. Um, so, what do you plan? You know, what's your five year, your ten year plan? Um, yeah. So. Uh, the plan is always evolving. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, like I said, I, I wrote a business plan uh, when I first started this, and, and we really do. I really do adhere to it. Uh, and if you were to talk to me two years, three years ago, I would say that uh, in five years, uh, I wanted to have a forty million dollar company. Uh, you know, which I, I could definitely do. But you talk to Jose now as I'm adjusting my uh, five-year plan, um, you know, 10-year plan. The reality is, is that uh, uh, it, it's changing because um, I'm, I'm pretty happy where I'm at. I think uh, this year we're at $10 million. Um, I think next year we'll probably be around $15 or $20 million. I don't want to get much bigger than that. Uh, I think with a lot of the, uh, with, you know, when you get to $35 million and forty, I think that that's just too much of a headache. Something that I don't really want to want, want to deal with. So, so your answer to, to answer your question is in five years uh, I can see our company being at about uh, twenty million dollars, mm-hmm. um, and um, you know, kind of kind of riding that wave. Um, in in four years, actually like five years, um, I will graduate the um, SBA 8A program, and uh, um, so my my company will take a slightly different change from that point, um, but. In 10 years, uh, I, I think I'll probably drop back down to that 15 to 10, 10 to 15 million dollar range, and just kind of let it slide from there. But you know, we'll see. Um, things change. Uh, new presidents come in. Uh, you know, economies change. Um, you know, comfort levels change. You know, my risk. Uh, my I'm, I'm a very risk. I'm very, uh, I'm very much a risk taker, mm-hmm. and um, you know, that might catch up to me. You never know. <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, on the other side of it, no matter what happens, it always ends up, you know, at least I've seen it. You know, those people who are entrepreneurs, you end up even if it, even if the guys I know who have gone bankrupt because they took a risk that maybe was too, you know, too risky, um, they end up bouncing back from that for sure. But uh, do you have any uh, you have yeah. any of your family work in the company with you? So the answer is yes. I, I have um, uh, my little brother. Uh, he came. He came to me in 2016. Uh, um, uh, and then my daughter just graduated J- James Madison University. Um, she wasn't planning on coming to me. She has a, a microbiology background. Um, uh, smart she, girl. She had a uh, biology. Yeah, smart uh, biology degree with a microbiology. Um, um, you know, core, but she was supposed to be off to the, um, um, how's that called? Um, uh, the, uh, the Peace Corps. She was supposed to be going off to the Peace Corps and, and they recalled everybody from that. And uh, I, I trust me when I tell you, it wasn't me who hired her. It was my vice president, uh, Jennifer. It was like, hey, we need somebody in here now. And uh, I think we should bring in Tori. Um, I'm really really not one much to start inviting family into the company um, unless they have the core skill to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tori was brought in to do, um, to help out in estimating as an, uh, uh, you know, an assistant. 
and she's done very well. She's very smart. She's well, it could it could definitely. I have I've had all four of my kids uh, work with me and the company at one point or the other, and it's been some people, some of my kids have stayed here, some have moved on, but it's been rewarding. It really has. It's it can be difficult, Good. but it can be rewarding. So, um, um, personally, what skills and ability do you think that you've had that have helped you out in business? Uh, well, we've talked about one of them, uh, skills and ability. Uh, I think um, it, it, it is a skill uh, or an ability to to be able to weather stress, um, to be able to take on, you know, not just the good times. Anybody can take on the good times, especially the glass of bourbon. But, uh, um, you know, it's the ability to make decisions and take on stress um, that I think it will there are days where I, when I look back and go, well, wow, you know, I didn't, I didn't overreact to that or, you know, I, I really weathered that one really well. I think that's a, it's a, it's a big skill. A lot of people, uh, they, they don't always take into account when they start a company. Um, a lot of people get out of it because it's just too much, you know, um, other skills. I think, uh, my management style, um, is, is very, very critical to, um, you know, the, the feel of the company, right? So I have a management style, like I told you before as well. Um, I run it like the SEAL teams where, you know, we don't just say we care about you. We really do it on a daily basis. Um, we take care of our employees. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't micromanage. Um, I expect you to get your damn job done. That's for dang sure. You know what I mean? So, um, but there's, you know, I, I don't hold back and not in a good way and not in a bad way. I just, we hold each other accountable. And I think that's a skill that a lot of people, um, um, they, I don't, I don't think a lot of companies really do that. Um, to our well, you, you would think that would be so simple, um, but yet it's, it, it can be a difficult, difficult thing finding somebody who has that ability. That's exactly right. I, um, I, I've, I've worked with other companies, uh, whether it be as a subcontractor or, you know, maybe a, a mentor and, and it's not common. Um, you know, when people, when we interview people here and we tell them, you know, basically how the company, how we run the company, you know, a lot of people don't like, well, it, it can't be true, you know, but when they come on board and they realize that, yeah, it's true. I'm going to let you work, you know, if you're a project manager, I'm going to let you work from home a couple of days a week. But yeah, I, I had that policy before COVID, you know, I, I um, you know, I don't, I'm not going to ask you to start keeping track of your, uh, the days you take off necessarily. If you need something off, just ask for it. I want to let you do what you need to do. You know, I'm going to let you run your own schedule, you know? So that's something that I think that is not unique to our company, but yeah, it won't run it any other way. So, you know, speaking about like, um, you know, advice that you'd give, you know, someone who is looking to either, you know, as mid-level management or someone who's younger, who's looking to come in the industry, both personally and professionally, what advice would you give them um, if they were thinking about kind of going on their own doing what you did? Um, yeah, I'm kind of a unique study, I think. Um, but uh, what I would recommend to anybody coming in, I would say um, figure out that level you, you're, you're – Start low. I'm not saying put your put put your goals low. I'm just saying start low in in terms of on, on the scale of where you think you need to be. Um, superintendent, you know, maybe even if you start inside uh, at one of our admin positions, PMA, project manager assistant. 
learn that um, and, and, and learn it well. Uh, and then start to learn other things about what ties into that. You know, don't just learn about project management or you know, assisting the project manager, but learning about learn about the counting of it. You know, um, learn how it ties in, um, and, and and then try to progress uh, up. You know, right? So, um, as you know, uh, for us, you have your admin your admin side, and then you have your you basically your your construction side, which means that uh, your superintendents on the ground work. So from your superintendent to your PM um, project manager um, to basically a senior PM to a vice president, you know, I would say try to see that and envision that and is that the kind of stress you want to have and you have the qualifications, right? Like I said, I'm a unique study because uh, at best I was a, a superintendent who had to learn really fast how to be a project manager, mm -hmm. who also had to uh, you know, learn about accounting, who had to learn about all this stuff. Um, but I think that I was, uh, I, I mean, I, I studied a lot. I mean, I spent a lot of time in the books and figured it out, and, and a lot of it was by fire, you know. So that's what I would, my advice to them would be don't. Too many, too many times people, I, I know a guy who, who started uh, uh, laying tile um, as a, basically as a, layer, as a tile layer. And, mm -hmm. and within about a year, he thinks he can go off and start a company. And next thing you know, he finds out that he can't because he doesn't know the first damn thing about uh, running a company. And I mean, uh, or bidding properly or, or, you know, scheduling, you know, it's like, why don't you figure that stuff out on somebody else's dime for a little bit? and then when you think you can, go back and reassess your finances to see if it's even possible that you can do that, right? So, I don't know, people, that'd be my advice to people is start low, learn, 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 progress up a scale, and then get everything else straight uh, if you want to go off on your own. And good luck. Well, you know, uh, you bring up that last point is kind of where I was going to. Um, you know, I, I always say everybody has successes and failures that have kind of you know, brought them to where they're at today. Um, and uh, some people don't like them call them failures. I like to call it what it is. It's a failure, <laughs> you know, and uh, some people call it learning experiences. But could you give us some, some you know, real world experiences you've had that have been failures and successes and how that have helped you? Sure. Um, real world failures. Uh, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to see them uh, up front because I, you know, I don't want to sound like this guy, but I, I'm, I'm always a, a positive thinker and I always take something and make it into a positive no matter what. Um, uh, not too long ago, I, I hired um, 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 what I thought was a, a VP level type guy and, and, and he really did. He, uh, his resume looked really good and, and, and we, I checked him out and uh, problem was, is there was another person that I was telling you about that he um, he he did not really assess himself into where he really should be. He just went for the gusto, and I thought, okay, maybe let's give this guy a shot. Well, it turns out uh, I, there was complete failure on my point to uh, to to see through the tea leaves. But but um, true to our form, um, I, I I got rid of him pretty quickly after uh, giving him a couple chances. But uh, that that was one failure. Um, in my company, uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to, let me knock on wood. 
uh, we haven't had a whole lot of failures. I mean, I, we, we, you know, I, so give a little context. Um, um, I started my company back in 2014, and um, uh, so it's not overly. It hasn't been too long ago. Um, I've lost money on one job ever, and it was two thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we've been extremely successful, and um, you know, I, I can't tell you that I've had too many failures along the road. So I'm just a very, very lucky guy, I guess. So, uh, kind of, I want to kind of move to. Uh you know, kind of the last phase of this is where I call the speed phase. And I go through eight different topics and, you know, you can rate anything, rate each of them one to 10 and they can be rated individually. So if it's a 10, you know, it's the most important thing you think in your, in your, in construction, in your company, then you could say you could rate all of them 10. Um, but uh, sure. I'll go ahead and, and you can explain why you give the, the number you do. So we'll go ahead and start with uh, scheduling. How important is that to you and your company on a one to ten basis? Overall scheduling, because uh, that scheduling is two things. Uh, scheduling is uh, job specific scheduling uh, or company scheduling, i.e., um, getting the right people on the right job at the right time and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that that is a seven uh, because it can move around. You just have to do it properly. So scheduling to me is, is a seven and. Um, not the most important thing in my company. Estimating. Uh, ten. Uh, estimating by far, uh, by far is is if you can't do it right, then, then you don't have any reason to be in the game. Um, if you don't make any money, then what the heck's the point, mm-hmm. right? So if you can't estimate it, then you know there's no need for a project manager because you're never going to have one. Mm-hmm. Contract. Now I have contracts is actually the paper contract and they have contract administration, the actual execution of that contract. So two different topics there. So, right. So uh, uh, contract, um, you know, importance is also a 10 uh, contract admin. We'll talk about contract first. So um, that, that gets up there with estimating. You win a job, uh, you, um, uh, you you think everything's kosher, but then you read the fine print of the contract. Um, and next thing you know, you're like, oh, crap, how are we going to make up that? Right. So a contract is, is an equal equal to estimating. Contract admin, you know, the importance of it, um, you know, across the board is probably uh, an 8.5. Right. And the reason why I say that is because Contract admin, um, you know, it all plays into into the final product. Uh, you can be a little sloppy and get away with a few things, um, but it, it, it's it's very important to make sure you have all your systems and processes in place. Uh, that way, they're repeatable. They are, um, you know, they're steadfast. Basically, <coughs> important. Um, accounting. Accounting is a eleven. Uh, uh, you know, I think that's one of the biggest places where new companies, they, they, they don't have the foresight to understand the importance of accounting. Uh, I don't have any degree whatsoever in accounting, but even I knew in the beginning that, you know, one, every job I win, I have to set money aside. I have to, you know, whether I, I, I do it to this day, we, we have our own separate, uh, tax, uh, account where we put our, okay, set it aside, set it aside. Cause I want to be, I don't want to be surprised at the end of the year. Um, coding, you got to make sure everything's coded properly. And if it's not, it's just going to be a pain in the butt to uh, un- un- unscrew later on. So accounting is probably up there with estimating. 
you know, obviously you need estimating to have an accounting system, but you know, it, it's up there. It's an 11. What about selling work? Sure, sure, sure. So um, our, our model is different because uh, um, we, we we don't we, we don't really go out and sell to to the general public or or to a um, to to a, a certain client. Basically, we we basically sell to a, a certain client, and uh, because we're government, um, it's contracting officers or or you know at that level. Um, but it, it's also very important. So I would I would give that. That that is actually a ten as well, um, and the reason why is because I got my first four million dollar IDIQ uh, because uh, it was just me, uh, my backpack, um, uh, my word, and uh, one superintendent. You know, I, I later on had to bring on a crew of uh, CBs actually, but um, it, it was my ability to sit there and tell them my story and 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 get them to believe in in what I was telling them, which is. You know, I, I think I, in the meeting I told him, I was like, "Hey, if 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 you if you give me a job to sweep these floors, it'll be the best damn job you ever had, mm-hmm. right?" And I have it done under budget, and I'll have it done, you know, you know, way before, you know, the scheduled end date. So, so uh, it, it, your ability to go out and meet these people and get them to believe in you and your 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 work in progress and and everything else, it's pretty important. So, um, you know, we're not ranking them all in in order, but uh, selling the ability to, to talk to uh, contracting, contracting officers and, and, and sell that, it's very important. Last but not least, leadership. Leadership uh, is, is also one of those 11, right? Um, it, it, my thought is, is that, um, you know, the whole lead by example, the whole lead from the front, um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of guys out in the field you know that that, that just they, they weren't thought they were good leaders by yelling and screaming. And next thing you know, they they tick off the uh, the, the uh, government side. They tick off the subcontractor side. Or you know, leadership is very important. Uh, um, I would give leadership. Uh, like I think I think I said a, a, a ten as well. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the end of the speed round. I appreciate your uh, your time here today. And I, I do want to say before I give you the last word, like I do all my guests, uh, number one, I want to thank you again for your service. I mean, you, you've done something and made sacrifices most people will never understand. You know, um, and, I appreciate uh, that. and uh, that's that's to be com- that's to be commended. Secondly, I want to commend you for being uh, uh, one of the books that I'm, I was an author of was uh, discussing veterans to be in. It's called Boardrooms and it talks about like yep. the transition uh, to how it is to become an entrepreneur from coming from the service. And uh, and a lot yeah. of people are scared. You know, and because they have that security of the service and it and uh, yeah. based on your story and what I've I've read about you, you know, uh, prior to the, our conversation here today, um, uh, I'm uh, I'm impressed that, you know, you rolled the dice and you took a chance and you realize life is not ex- life is not worth living if you're not willing to roll the dice and take a chance, you know. So um, that's exactly right. And and the last thing I want to commend you for is running a Christian based company from somebody who does that themselves. I, you know, we 
We are a big believer in that. We put our money where our mouth is. Uh, we take 15% of our net mm-hmm. profits and, and, and give to a Christian-based charity. Um, I, I have received a lot of bad feedback, but I've received a lot of good feedback. But in the end, as Mother Teresa said, it was not between me and them anyhow. It was between me and God. <laughs> so, so, that's you exactly know, right. so, and I want to commend you for yeah. being a cr- Christian-based business owner because that's, that's, uh, that's a significant thing. And, you know, it's great having God in your back pocket, you know. So I'll let you have the last Absolutely. part. Well, no, I, I appreciate all that, and I, you're right. I, you know, having God in your back pocket, uh, yeah, it should be first and foremost. But uh, no, I, I, I appreciate the coming on, and I, I don't do this. Is my first one. I, I'm, I'm not really good speaking, you know, in public and things like that. And um, I, um, I, I, I appreciate being able to, to talk about it to somebody who's not a contracting officer or somebody. I'm, you know, basically, you're selling yourself to that person you, you know your beliefs your systems and things like that so i don't i don't i don't get a chance to do it outside of a, a meeting with uh with, with somebody i'm trying to um get work from but uh yeah uh yeah uh, my advice to anybody coming in uh would be really think about it hard and uh don't don't give up i mean it, you know i would say don't don't do anything half half measure if you want to do it get off your ass and do it you know so and don't be afraid we're all going to have slips and falls. You got to pick yourself back up and uh, and charge at it again. Um, well, one of the things I didn't get to tell you was that uh, um, you know, and we'll talk about it. They give me a call some other time, but uh, you know, when I, when I tell you that I was uh, you know at a point of no return, it was either this is going to work or you know I'm going to be homeless for for even longer, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to have to go find a way to get out of all of that. I was at the at that brink at once, so it's all possible. That's what I would tell somebody like just, but you can't give up. You've got to really trust in it. So, so thank you for having me on, you know, I appreciate it. And um, yeah. Well, thank you again, Jose. And uh, for the audience, uh, uh, join us next week for another podcast. 